Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I hear you, CM Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Mr. AD, and my co host, not Deion Sanders for Prime Time. What's going on, y'all? It's me. It's me. It's the P R I M E. I'm ready to get this review started. Oh, yeah, I, I, I know because uh, so I have to apologize for all the subscribers out there and all the listeners that I did not get a chance to do the Raw and SmackDown reviews like I did, I was supposed to do this week because I, I missed them and I was supposed to get back on Hulu and watch them, but I caught up doing some other stuff. So I say, you know what? I'll just put them all on the podcast today as we uh, talk about it. So we're going to go into. Uh, this is the final. No, this is not the final week because we got we got the go home shows all next week, which I will be doing reviews for because next week on the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast we will be doing our prediction preview show. We're going to give you all our predictions for NXT Takeover New Orleans, and we'll give you all our predictions for WrestleMania 34. That's that's going to be a big and a decent episode. So I recommend you guys stay tuned next week to. Uh, Listen to that. And by the way, if you are listening to us right now, if you're on the YouTube channel, make sure you hit the subscribe button to make sure you get that podcast next week. But if you're not listening on YouTube and you're listening on to our other uh, podcast stations on Stitcher, if you have Android, iTunes, if you have iPhones, uh, Google Play, and SoundCloud, we are all on there. And of course, we are also on speaker.com. So you guys can make sure you go to speaker.com and listen to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. And we're here for episode 60, 64, I believe, that we are. And we also have to give, uh, for our collaborators out there, Spacious Productions. Their link will be in the description below on the YouTube uh, channel. So make sure you guys also check them out. We are on their website. They have the Market Dark Show that comes up weekly. And a lot of other great episodes. So make sure you guys check them out. So, now that uh, we paid some bills, Prime Time, you ready to get into this? Yeah, I'm ready. You're right. All right. Well, for starters... We had Raw SmackDown that I missed this week, but we are getting closer to WrestleMania. So now the whole WrestleMania card seems clearer except for one match, which actually closed the show, which I really believe was ass. But we'll get into We're just going to brush through it. So we see that Roman Reigns confronted Brock Lesnar. This is actually um, Roman Reigns comes out and... I, I, like once again, he was wearing the same clothes he wore last week. We got his ass kicked in, his, in the handcuffs, and he got his ass kicked again this week. 
So is it just to me they planting this that of course Brock Lesnar is going to win this. I uh, mean, uh, Roman Reigns is going to win this match at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, some people say they like the way they're booking this. I mean, I don't, I don't really know yet because it don't really seem like they book it to a WrestleMania match to me. So I'm, they book it towards like a fast lane or something. I, no, I, I now I'm not going to give it that. I will say the booking has been decent for the rivalry. However, I think they need to make this match like a no-holds-barred because we already seen the regular singles match they had at WrestleMania uh, 31. And honestly, I don't see this match getting 22 minutes. I don't see I, it, it at the longest. The match is probably going to get 15 minutes. So I really think it should just be a car crash of a match. Just have him go out there because, you know, Brock don't wrestle the way Brock wrestles anymore. So he's not that... NCAA champion wrestler like he was back having 30-minute classics with Kurt Angle. He's not that guy no more. He's older. It's Suplex City. Get my check and leave. We already know Roman Reigns uh, still needs help in the ring at carrying people. I mean, he, he's serviceable. He's good to have great matches, but he needs some a great dance partner. Brock ain't going to be a dance partner, so I just say... Put him in a no holds bar stipulation. Let him go around, beat beat the shit out of each other. Let Roman win that way instead of trying to have a wrestling classic. So what do what do you think? I mean, we all know Roman's gonna win. We already knew he was gonna win about like what two years ago. We already knew this match was gonna happen. Well, one year ago. So I just hope it is not um, a disappointment to you know like last year. I was, I was upset with that match last year, but anyway. You told, told the Undertaker match? Yes. Uh, I know Undertaker's old, but still. <laughs> but I'm saying, but but see, once again, Undertaker could not carry Roman to the match, but the match him and Lesnar had at WrestleMania 31 was good. Yeah. <laughs> he got beat up for most of the match, too. That's, well, I, I thought I figured you would like something like that. I do. <laughs> Uh, so Nia Jax comes out defeats Mickey James and uh, it, it is what it is she basically steamrolls the fuck out of her and uh, Alexa Bliss is out there taunting her and Nia Jax says are you just gonna stand there and then she go out there and start chasing her. I was like you know what I like that uh, of course you have Cruiserweight tag team action between Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali versus Drew Gulak and TJP did you see what you say how do you feel about the cruiserweights? I'm loving them now. They're, they're, doing, they're doing so much better on 205 Live that they don't really need to be on Raw they, they They really don't need to be on Raw. I'm just like, but I understand why they're still trying to put them on there. But the 205 Live, was so, I was just about to ask you, did you see the 205 Live with the interview between Mustafa Ali and, and Cedric Alexander? I've seen the, some of it on YouTube. Yeah, look, and, and you know they had uh, Drake Maverick right there in the middle uh, conducting it like the mediator. Yo. I am so hyped for this match. I, I kind of don't want it to be on the pre-show. Yeah, well, wait, did they did they say for sure it's gonna be on the pre-show? No, just... no, they didn't say for sure. I'm just saying, but this would be an excellent opening matchup. Because I know they'll go. They, see, huh. last year they should not have been on the pre-show, but yeah, but okay, once again, it was yeah. a good story. Neville and uh, Austin Aries, but once again, mm-hmm. Vince was running that at that time. That's true. Triple H but is... What, what was if they get on there or not. But for most likely, they, they will be. Say what? 
I said most likely they will be. We have to see if they get there or not. Well, I mean, I'm hoping that they get like the opening card, like the opening match on the card. Like as soon as the like seven o'clock hits, WrestleMania starts. The WWE Network already has an extra hour open for this show to go to midnight. So I'm just like, there's no reason why they can't just put this, just have two pre-show matches like the Andre Giant Moore Battle Royal, put put the United States Championship on there, and then have uh, um. It's not even a reason to have a pre-show if they got like a six-hour WrestleMania. There, there is really no, there really is no need for a pre-show. There really is. I so agree with you on that one. But we got to make room for our Kid Rock and Elias performances. So. You know how that goes. A bullock concert. Uh, Intercontinental Champion. Uh, the Miz uh, confronts the Miz Taraj on Miz TV. This was actually really, really good. He was actually really pissed at the Miz Taraj, and uh, I like when uh, he came at Bo Dallas and he came at uh, Curtis Axel. Seth Rollins comes out, and. You know, he kind of eggs on Bo Dallas because Bo Dallas said that he was a... Uh, what did Bo Dallas call the Miz? Do you remember? He said he was a fake A-lister or a fake tough A-lister. Something, something. He said a fake A-lister. I know I heard those two words. Yeah. And uh, then Finn Balor comes out to egg it all on. And then Miz says, I'm the greatest intercontinental champion even better than Mr. Perfect, and I said, there it is, yeah, there it is, he, uh, got Curtis Axel all riled up, and then, he was like, look, look, I apologize for that, so it looks like the Miz Taraj was gonna attack the Miz, but then, it was all an elaborate plan, they attacked, uh, Balor and Rollins, and then, of course, they, uh, prevailed, cause, uh, your boys, the Good Brothers, the Balor Club, came out to, Beat up the Miz Taraj, and then they beat up the Miz. But then Finn Balor hits Seth Rollins. So for the sixth time, we're going to get Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins next week on the Go Home Show, which See, is which should be a good match. See what? It was What you say? I said it should be a good match. It should be a good match, but oh, you can't put it on every single week. You remember what JBL said when we'll bring it to the table? What? Why are the fans already complaining about them having good matches, Michael? You know, but uh, once again, I do agree. If you do the same match every single week, it starts. Yeah, to, they not gonna do nothing. They not gonna do nothing special for Raw. No, <laughs> no. I mean, they, they gonna because you don't want to injure yourself. You want to save it for WrestleMania. But the, my thing is, is this how we're going to get? introduction into the demon because there has been no mention of the demon for Wrestlemania but you cannot have the demon not at Wrestlemania I mean I in 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 reality he's not supposed to be the demon but since it's Wrestlemania I'm pretty sure he's gonna be the demon yeah I mean like this match won't require him to be the demon to win but first of all wouldn't it be disappointing if he comes out not the demon I think the fans will turn on him if he's not the demon at Wrestlemania Nah, I don't think they will. You think they just want the demon because it's WrestleMania. They want the demon because it's WrestleMania. But few, few wise and how he uses the demon, he's not supposed to. But you know, it's WrestleMania, the biggest show the whole year, so he's gonna have to use the demon. Yeah, he. I agree with that. Uh, Oscar defeats Jamie Frost. Jobber gets kicked right, barely in the head because she got scared, and Oscar beats her. So that was really nothing. <laughs> 
Uh, Matt Hardy declared that he is now going to be in the Andre Giant Memorial Battle Royal. So, no found deletion spinoff or anything at that nature at WrestleMania. Uh, Sasha Banks has a brawl with Bailey backstage. And you know what? All over the internet, like I told you. (laughs) (laughs) Say what? I told you Bailey was going to be all over the internet, and she was. She yeah uh because I didn't some people uh call her fiance Mr Mr Bailey what, what, what was it oh you know what I wouldn't even talk about that but yeah that uh, oh then what were you talking about you got you got to refer me to what you talk about because once again I'm not on in as much as you are because a spot happened where Bailey like people was talking about Bailey booty so like that's all you see people like putting that on the internet making jokes on it it's funny. Speaking to the mic, wait, you say Bailey's booty. Oh, so, yeah. So, like, I don't know if you remember the Hell in a Cell match with Sasha Banks. Do I remember? And, um, yes, I remember the ass shot, for real. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. Bailey was all over the internet <laughs> for that. <laughs> Go, or oh, damn, I see, because I, I missed the brawl. I went to the bathroom at the time, so I missed the brawl they had backstage. I was like, what, what, what happened? But yeah, she just had on some tight stuff. Okay, all right. Well, I, I guess I go back. So, well, you know what? They're they're putting some fuel to this fire when it comes to the uh, women's battle royal. That they've been putting this rivalry within it, which I won't be surprised if they, these Bailey and Sasha are the last two. Would you be surprised? What if they? What if WWE would have did it TNA style, like? They want to have a battle royal the first time, and then the last two is pinfall or submission. That would be cool. That way you can sneak in them having their one-on-one matchup. So you give the other woman about nine minutes, and then you give them about another ten minutes. So you got about a twenty-minute match right there. So yeah. But they're not going to do that because they're not going to give they're not going to give these women twenty minutes like they they probably should. But hey, um. Braun Strowman defeats Sheamus because he said if Sheamus can beat Braun Strowman, he will reveal who his partner is. So each and every week I see this, I'm just like, there's no way they're going to have a big reveal on the pre-show. So this match is not getting on the pre-show. What if <laughs> I heard some saying that your boy might be uh, his partner? Uh, I hope you talk about my, my legit boy because that's in the rumors. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? No, I don't. Ellsworth. Fuck him. He's over there wrestling on Grimm's toy show. Like, come on. Leave him out of this. That, that Everybody. Would, first of all, <laughs> that would be an insult if James Ellsworth makes it to the main WrestleMania card. The Usos don't. That would. That would be messed up. That would be. I don't know why everybody was saying Ellsworth. I'm like, I don't even want to see Ellsworth. I want to see, like, I don't know, Samoa Joe or somebody different. Yeah, I, first of all, there is rumors, but we'll, we'll get into the rumors later. All right, so um, Absolution confronts Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle in the ring because finally Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey had to have a segment because, um, you know, we got to build for WrestleMania and we can't keep showing them in hoodies training. <laughs> so uh, Absolution comes in there and then uh, Ronda Rousey beats down Sonya Deville, says, fuck your MMA career. And then... She does this like okay, so it looks like uh, 
kind of like a exploder release suplexes that she's doing now. Cause she yeah. she did it on Dana Brooke and she did she did it on Mandy Rose. I love how she threw Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville was trying to run over there and catch her. <laughs> and and she was like mad late. Say what? Did you see the takedown that she did? Yes. That was that was quick. Yeah, I'm like like look, like, I'm really it, see the thing is I I know Ronda's gonna be like a legit athlete in this ring. It's just that. How Stephanie gonna take these moves is what I'm saying. She gonna be all loud and screaming and hollering. You know, to be honest with you, I'd rather Triple H take the moves. I'd rather like he she take out Triple H. She start getting. Yeah, that's, that's why people was like it should be a, uh, a intergender. Kind of like how they do with uh, Lucha Underground, right? Yeah, but you know they don't do man or woman violence. So if this was Attitude Era though, Stephanie getting that angle oh, slam. Attitude Era, they would get her with a chair like they did Lita and. Yeah, <laughs> that okay. Even for the add to their standards, Stone Cold hit Lita with a chair was kind of overboard though. A headshot though, that was kind of Triple H to talk about though. Say what? Triple H talk about. Yeah. Uh, so of course after the beatdown earlier, your boys had to come back for a, a bad match, and they came and defeat the Mizdarage. Uh, Elias is back. And uh, he beat Rhino, so th- he didn't confirm he was in the Royal Rumble or nothing, right? No, he just came out there and said he's going to have a concert at WrestleMania. Okay, see, now, 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 this is the thing. We're going to talk about that in rumors, though, because it will be fun for, you know, the Rock the rock concert meets the Eli- you know, Elias' concert. So, you know Vince got to clear a 20-minute slate for Elias. So, yeah. this is going to be a long-ass show. You already know that. 20 minutes. If The Rock come out there, that's 40 minutes. He's going to have to take 30 minutes on his entrance alone. God. See, and that that's why you're going to have like three, four matches on the fucking pre-show. So, it's going it's gonna to suck. But anyway. And then, of course, we get to our main event. John Cena versus Kane in a no-disqualification match. I'm like, isn't Kane tired of being in these no-disqualification matches? But, uh, they go fight out in the crowd and, uh, John Cena brings back that old uh, metal gate spot that he did with the Iron Master Rusev getting suplexed on it. He loved that spot. Um, not too much really action action here other than John Cena hitting Kane with the AA and beating him. So then he's calling out that the under. To so say what? That terrible choke slam that he did. Oh yeah. Oh my. You know I forgot to thank you for bringing that up. I was supposed to say John Cena did the choke slam to Kane, and I'm mad Kane had to take it. I'm like, are you serious? Are you serious? Like, I don't want to see John like, Cena doing like, any of the Undertaker's moves. That's like that's like Hurricane choke slam with somebody. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's like really the Hurricane choke. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah. So Cena is on. Huh? I said he was doing a sit up. He did the uh throat. And the uh, thing against the throat. Yeah. He rolled his eyes back. He didn't barely do it, but he did it. <laughs> uh huh. Oh yeah. So, what do you think goes next week? Okay. There has to be some type of Undertaker something next week, right? You you a figure, right? Do you really? Th- I don't think they're gonna hold this out to WrestleMania to say like, hey, he'll answer at WrestleMania because that'll be that'll just be dumb. I think the Undertaker. Well, you have to because. 
he will he will have to answer next week because you know WrestleMania they gonna they gonna want to tell you thirty times Undertaker's coming back, Undertaker's coming back, Undertaker's coming back. Yeah, well, it, 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 it he got to get an answer next week. However, I don't think the Undertaker's gonna be there in person. But well, I think it's gonna get the you know the, the the regular gong or the lights go out. But then that's gonna make me kind of piss because I don't want that Undertaker. I kind of want the you know the the three little girls to pop up on the the screen talk about some we fear and it's like oh shit, it's American Badass Undertaker coming back. I mean the dead man can't if the dead man comes back all last year and that whole retirement put your jacket in the middle of the ring means nothing. I mean, exactly. It, it just makes WrestleMania 33 a little bit more worse. Because it's it a shit on everything last year. You don't you don't want to do that. But uh, Cena says, and I quote, I hope for the sake of all that is good inside this ring, I see you next week. And uh, he does, he, did, he mimics the, uh, the throat slash and the camera going up the stage and everything. So, I think we get some Undertaker next week for the go-home show. Because you got to save a lot for the go-home show. Because this is the only match that has not been officially announced yet. We, we're at 13 matches already. And it's the only one that has not been officially announced yet. So. Well, um, we'll see. Alright, so moving on to SmackDown Live this week. Uh, <laughs> we, we actually had... Some good build between Shinsuke and AJ. I actually, I actually did love it. So, uh, but first we, we we had to get the trash out the way. So Jinder Mahal and Samir Singh, right, was supposed to go up against <laughs> Randy Orton and Bobby Roode. Hey, so that's, that's Samir was not able to compete. Obviously, Randy Orton didn't give a shit because Randy Orton loves being up to Sing Brothers. So. I'm surprised Jin- he ain't taking him and him with the back body, the uh, back suplex. Is it, oh, <laughs> yo, I I would pray that somebody gets that at WrestleMania. So that's like his favorite spot now. Yeah, Ever since he messed up that one time. Yeah, Jinder Mahal uh, picks Rusev to be his partner. So then we get a. Uh, I already knew. Huh? I already knew. You already, I already knew? knew from the time Rusev what was gonna happen. So. Uh, first of all, I'm happy for Rusev because Rusev Day is over. So th- they had a tag team match, of course, and then um, Rusev his Randy Orton with a stiff super kick. That like, did you see that? Yes, that was a nasty kick. And first of all, I don't think people give Randy Orton enough credit. Randy Orton can sell a shit out of a super kick. Yeah, he can. He Especially can. Like, when he when he goes stiff and he falls. Yeah. <laughs> Like when RVD like take straight kick him in the face, he he would look like oh shit and just fall right back. It's like he uh he can sell a super kick, but even still with even with the selling and the slapping of the leg, that was a stiff kick. That game was a like Ray Dion was like okay when 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 we get to the back, I'm gonna be like I'm gonna get you your receipt type thing. So in the back, Jenna Mahal is all happy. He says you you're allowed to join my Pujambi celebration. After I win the title match on the pre-show at WrestleMania, hey, one and, thing, just one one small little thing. Yeah, he said this is gonna be my biggest celebration ever. Why is when 
in reality, why is winning the United States Championship bigger than winning the WWE Championship? Exactly. I don't understand that. Oh, and by the way, Randy Orton did RKO Bobby Roode, which that's what cost him the match. He RKO Bobby Roode because Bobby Roode, uh, gender, was it, Rusev pushed Bobby Roode into him. Or gender. Uh, no, so, gender punched him and he fell into Orton. He fell into Orton. There you go. He RKO'd him out of frustration. That's when Rusev super kicked him. Um, I actually am feeling Rusev's kick to the back of the head. I like him doing that more. But... Well, you know he wasn't going to do that to Randy. <laughs> exactly. So then, uh, Rusev declared that his victory over Orton granted him entry into the United States Championship title match at WrestleMania. So now... I, huh? I was going to say, I think that puts the match on the main show just because... Exactly, that's they, what I said. They would want all the fans to chant Rusev Day. That's exact. That's that's why I made the made the, the notion of saying Jinder Mahal is winning on the pre-show. That I said as soon as they added Rusev in there, it's a fatal four-way. I was just like, "There's no way this is on the pre-show." You already know that Rusev is going to be. They, they went by a chant Rusev Day, and first of all, it should be a fun match. Fatal four ways if is done right are usually fun matches if you got good people in there. So. Or in Rude, and then of course you know you gotta see by Rude's entrance and stuff like that. It should be a so, decent okay. match. Who did, did Rusev have a match at WrestleMania last year? Rusev was injured. Okay, and then a year before that, it was oh, I think Rusev need to come out of the. <laughs> he need to come you know, out. No, but you, you can't do a tank no more. You you gotta do Rusev Day something. No, he gotta come out. He probably could come out with confetti coming down or something. Him coming down a um uh what you call a. Some things that move by themselves. Oh, oh, you mean like the day like the Andre Giant and, Bob, and Ricky Steamboat was on? Something like that. <laughs> Something I, like that, and they say Happy Rusev Day, and he just come out like he a president or something. Yes, that you know what? Know. I agree. That would be kind of hot. That would be kind of hot. So, as soon as Rusev was added into this, and I said, "Okay, there's no, there's no way this is going to be on the pre-show." Sorry, it's not. So. Uh, next, we get Becky Lynch defeats Ruby Riot, uh, but it's by Rolla because I was like, they, they're not going to make Ruby Riot lose to a clean pinfall or a submission right now. Wait, what? Huh? Are you serious? No Becky Lynch and Naomi versus the Riot Squad this week? No, Road Dog kind of changed it up. They must going to be fighting on the pre-show at WrestleMania. Yeah, no, okay, now we already know. Lillian Garcia is coming back to announce it. These ladies are not, and then they got this storyline with Sasha and Bailey in it. They're not going on the pre-show. The men are, <laughs> but not the women. Especially after we seen, you know, people going in there. But um, so uh, after the match, Ruby Riot and the Riot Squad attempted to beat up Becky Lynch, and they all got tossed over the top rope. And Becky Lynch is showing that she's ready for the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. So. Of course, so do we get our next week that all Naomi and her start fighting and everybody starts tossing each other over the top rope to get leverage and you you know you know the usual shit that they do? Um Is it an over the top rope or is it like a normal women's battle royal? It's a, it's an over the top rope women's battle royal. Oh. I don't usually the women's battle royal they do any rope. No, um, it, you can't do Royal Rumble over the top rope and then come back and do any no, they're gonna do they're going to do the whole thing. The whole shebang bang. I mean, Alicia Fox broke her tailbone trying to take a bump from the over-the-top rope. <laughs> well, because Alicia Fox is so damn long, and she's going to be overselling, like, a lot. Like, she's like the Dolph Ziggler of selling for women. 
One of them, yeah. Um, but so then next up we have Daniel Bryan issues a WrestleMania challenge. So uh, Daniel Bryan comes out, cuts a little promo. I didn't like the first half because he's all like, you know, I feel bad because those are my friends and I have to hire them back. But when Daniel Bryan got fired up and he says, I'm going to kick their ass at WrestleMania. I was like, I'm hype. And he said it will be him versus Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. If Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn win, they get their jobs back. Now. Yeah, but what does that do? What does that do for anybody? It doesn't do anything, but I'm just saying. But that's the best they got right now. Shane is a madman. Now I'm, I'm I'm letting everybody know this. Shane McMahon is a madman. This man has I forgot what the disease is called from over at the Caribbean, and I also forgot that he had, he had, he needs surgery on a hernia. He's gonna be gone for some time. Here's my thing. Shane still looks like he's gonna be in this matchup. Yeah, or if not, they're going to wait till WrestleMania and surprise everybody with, like, a special guest. Yeah, whatever the case may be. I'm just like, but now, it's not going to be an unsanctioned match. It's not going to be a street fight, everybody. Let that go, because they're not going to hurt <laughs> SmackDown ain't SmackDown haven't happened yet, so you know. You don't know. I, I seriously, no, I'm calling this right now. They're not doing that match because, one, this is Daniel Bryan's first official match back. They're not putting him in a street fight situation, even though Vince did put him in a ladder match at WrestleMania 31. But they're not going to put him in a street fight. And two, Shane is still hurt. And if all Shane got to hear is street fight, and this man is climbing to the top of something. And he can't do that, or he will literally injure himself. So, but you already know Shane at least wants to get an elbow spot from the ring to the, uh, the announce table. You know he wants to get that spot. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just think we need to do something different. We got like what four or five tag team matches on the card. Uh, Prime, I agree with you. I, I thousand percent agree with you. But the problem is, we are dealt with this hand that we Daniel Bryan's first match back, and Shane is still hurt. They don't want to hurt him more in a street fight. So I think they're going to focus now. Like I said, SmackDown hasn't happened yet. They may change it to a tornado tag or unsanctioned match or whatever the case may be. Or maybe one of the things where, like, Shane gets beat up and they got to like, stop the match. He's like, no, it's a street fight. Whatever the case may be. But as of right now, I think they want to do a normal tag have to protect Shane McMahon, have Daniel take the heat. and Because everybody's going to be excited to see Daniel Bryan anyway. So it really all depends how Shane's health is doing. He's been healing like crazy because you know like I said Shane is a madman so if Shane wants to go at WrestleMania he wants to put on the show so I mean I don't know though that's that's like hmm. that's it like was, what he was in hospital six days before they could even fly him to New York bruh I know I was reading all the articles man, but you know that's that's crazy that is uh, moving on so the New Day New Day takes on I just want to say shout out to the New Day they cosplay. They cosplay. Yo, did did you uh, see that cosplay? That joint was hot. That the yes. Black Panther cosplay. Like, okay, that was nice. I don't know who the brother was on the far right, as Bokabi, but uh, I did like the Killmonger that Xavier was. Well, I did like Black Panther Kofi was and the Mbaku that uh Big E was. Well, the New Day took on the Bludgeon Brothers because you know. They said the Bludgeon Brothers ruined their WrestleMania, almost ruined their WrestleMania path, but they're going down the highway to WrestleMania and they got to clean out the trash. So, 
They ain't gonna take. The yeah, well, you know, we're, we're we're past that shit now. So, uh, the new day and I'm having a match. Nobody's gonna take a pinfall here, and uh, as it has on the website, it ends in calamity. Uh, <laughs> when the Usos come out and start attacking the Bludgeon Brothers, and then the New Day start attacking the Bludgeon Brothers, and the Usos push the New Day, and everybody's pissing each other, then the Bludgeon Brothers come back in with the Bludgeon Objects. Now, I will get more about this in the rumor mill, but right now, Daniel Bryan has made the match as a triple threat tag team match at WrestleMania. The Usos versus the New Day versus the Bludgeon Brothers. Now, if this rumor that I talk about in the rumor mill is true, then I see them going on the main show. If the rumor is not true, it looks like the Usos are going back to the pre-show. I don't think they will. You don't think they will? It's basically a storyline at this point for them not to be on the main show. It, it, so for I, him to deliberately not put them on the main show would be messed up. It, it, you're telling me. Well, did, did you hear the rumor about it already? No. Okay, well, we'll talk about it later. All right, uh, then, of course, we got to have our trash jobber match, Dolph Ziggler versus Tyler Breeze. That match was supposed to happen when Tyler Breeze first came up on the main roster. Uh, trash yeah, so Dolph Ziggler beats Tyler Breeze. Fandango just runs around the ring doing laps. Uh, then he gets super kicked by Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler is unofficially again going into the Andre Giant Memorial Battle Royal. So back to the pre-show for Dolph Ziggler it is. So, that sucks. However, I think Dolph Ziggler should win it now. Because my pick to win it was Rusev. But I'm like, well, he's in, a, he's in the United States Championship match now. So, I don't think... I don't know who's Say what? I don't know who is going to win. I, I, and nobody cares neither. But the match I never knew I wanted to see so much. Shinsuke Nakamura... Versus Shelton Benjamin. And I was like, you know what? You did tell me that they had some matches back at... Um, Japan. Uh, New Japan. Yeah, New Japan. So I was just like, well, you know, Shinsuke's great and Shelton Benjamin's great. At ringside was AJ Styles to make sure things went cool with Chad Gable out there. And the match, I have to say, they didn't give a, 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 a lot of it, but it was a good match. Yeah. Good TV match. They got good time. Honestly, I would love to see Shinsuke Nakamura versus Shelton Benjamin in like a 15 minute or uh, 20 minute classic though without commercials. Because we get Shelton Benjamin actually jumping off of stuff. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah, so they can actually, you know, showcase a lot of things. But then uh, Sh- uh, Chad Gable tries to get on the apron to distract the ref. AJ pulls him down. Also, Shelton Benjamin uh, is on. Uh, the eight, oh, excuse me, uh, is on the man, and then Shinsuke does like that, that, that Kinshasa from the second rope, and then does a full Kinshasa to show Benjamin. No, 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 no. He hit a Kinshasa from the top rope, but they just call it the knee. Yeah, I don't know why they keep doing it. It's just like, just, just call it the Kinshasa from the top rope, but he hits a Kinshasa from the top rope, and hits another Kinshasa. And, uh, so after the match, Shinsuke grabs the microphone, and he says, You know, AJ, I really did need you out here. I just want to show you what I'm going to do to you at WrestleMania. So that got AJ all pissed. And then he said, you know, at WrestleMania, I'm going to be there. We're going to tear the house down. This is not just a dream match for them. This is a dream match for me. But then to my dream matches, I'm going to still stand being the WWE Championship because it's the house that AJ Styles. But where is that t-shirt at, by the way? 
maybe it's just a shirt that he's trying out. Um, he sure. been saying that he was saying for over a year now. Ever since they that had the first superstar shakeup, he say what? That is a t-shirt. The house that AJ Styles built. Yes, he was wearing it. Oh shit! I, I, man, I, I gotta give you one of them shirts. I fuck, I, I have not seen. I'll be like, I want to give me a house that AJ Styles built shirt. That blue shirt. Okay. Uh, but then Gabe and Benjamin come back in the ring. And jump AJ Styles, and Shinsuke comes back in the ring, takes out Benjamin and Gable, and then he runs up to give AJ a Kinshasa and stops right in front of his face, and then taps his knee like knee to face. And AJ is paranoid. Also, like he said, the reason why you will lose is because you. He said, "You <laughs> and me." So AJ. You're too emotional. I was just like, I I love the whole thing. This is probably the best since he looked on the mic and best segment he's had since being on the main roster. What you think? I think yeah, probably one of the best segments he's had. I, I can agree with that. I do I thought everything was great. I really I really enjoyed it, and I was just like, okay, I'm hype for. I, 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 they finally giving us some build to the match. You know what I mean? Finally on a, what, week before? <laughs> yeah, well, then, the go-home show. Of course, we're going to talk more about, you know, the United States Championship and stuff like that. But this is our usual time to do uh, NXT. Like I said, we're kind of running through things this podcast because me and Prime both have different obligations to uh, go, but we had to go and uh, get this podcast out for you guys because we love you guys. Ain't that right, Prime Time? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What a kid. No, <laughs> yeah, we, we love you guys. All right, so yeah, uh, let's get into this NXT review. All right, so NXT starts off with uh, Tommaso Ciampa getting out of his car backstage. I love that NXT does backstage stuff now. Oh, yeah, I like as more to the TV aspect of it. Exactly. Because it's just like, okay, we're not just in full sale. So, uh, Tommaso Ciampa goes to the William Regal as the fans are, you know, chanting Django again. He says, yo, what kind of place you're running here? You know, Django Gano is coming up, uh, trying to get in my car. He's, he's uh, coming at my house 3 o'clock in the morning. And then he says, you know, you got to do something about him. He said, well, Django Gano doesn't work here. But you can do something about it because at, you're going to have a match at NXT TakeOver New Orleans. And it's going to be an unsanctioned match. And he said, Chapo says, do you know what you just did? So, yes, this finally confirmed because, of course, these shows are taped. So, there's been spoiled all, you know, around. But they have finally made Chapo versus Gorgano. And if Chapo wins, Gorgano will be banished from NXT forever. But if Gorgano wins, his contract at NXT will be reinstated. So not only does this match have the unsanctioned stipulation gimmick to it, it also has another stipulation to it, which is a fitting thing for this storyline. So, opening, are you already hyped for it or what? Yeah, I'm ready for this match. I'm ready. I am really ready for this matchup. So then, um, uh, now we get into the ring. Mr. Regal comes out to the ring. General Manager, commission. What was it? General Manager, commission. Doesn't matter. Um. I think he's just- yeah. Okay. So comes out to the ring to announce 
that you know all the great titles that they had NXT is expanding we're going to announce the North America title and it will be introduced at NXT TakeOver New Orleans and of course the first person that comes out is first of all he got a killer ass theme song I'm liking that yeah yeah I'm in the top 1% the top top 1% I was like I'm feeling this and then they had the EC3 coming out and first of all even since Impact I always liked EC3's entrance with him looking over his shoulder I did yeah, EC3 on the back yeah I, I always love that kind of entrance so he comes out cuts a good promo cuts a really good promo I was like damn EC3 I probably should have paid attention to you more on the mic in uh, Impact yeah he was good he was like the, the main person on Impact for, yeah. a, little, for a little while so, uh, he says, he describes himself as the literal human money printing machine. I was like, this, I'm feeling this guy. Like, I ain't really feeling EC3. I was like, okay, because, you know, I really didn't give two shits about him in Impact. Oh, that was just like, this Tyler Bateman from NXT. So, but now, here he says, well, here, we're glad to have signed you, but everybody here earns their spot. So it will be you against five of the guys in a ladder match for the North American World Championships. North American Heavyweight Championship. So once again, that spoiler is out now. The match has finally been confirmed. And it I, say what? Finally. Finally. And then of course throughout the night, uh Charlie I forgot the interview uh, interviewer's name is searching for William Regal and he says talk yes about, huh talk about Kathy yeah oh Kathy Kelly Ka- I guess Kathy Kelly um uh she and also Mr. Uh, General Manager Regal says that uh he's gonna add Adam Cole to the match as well and then Velveteen Dream comes up and says you know you really can't have this North American Championship I forgot, I forgot what Velveteen Dream says but he is now being added into the championship match as well. So now we got Adam Cole, the Velveteen Dream, and EC3. So as so far, of course, everybody who read the spoilers know what what, what they have in it. But yeah, that's a that's an awesome lineup right there. The next match we have uh, for the dust for the, going to Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic was. The Arthurs of Pain versus the Street Profits. Uh, I love the Street Profits entrance, but you know, honestly, I thought this was like the Street Profits' worst match. Probably, probably I, was. I I really thought that they was gonna give like a kind of a competitive match and be like, you know, y'all lost, but at least y'all did y'all best and be like, y'all y'all can still be faced after this. I was just like, okay, y'all got Angelo Dawkins they're taking all the heat. Montez Ford goes out there tries to offer uh, Paul Ellering the, the uh, Black Solo Cup and then he gets all mad and doesn't even pay attention to the match. I'm just like, why y'all making him look so stamp stupid? Uh, so stupid. I don't know. I, 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 I didn't like that too much. How did you fare with it? I didn't, re- I, I didn't really care. I want to actually... This match, because I already knew um, it was going to win. So I was just like, yeah, well... We'll see after this what happens. Oh, okay. Well, that, that made it easy right there. So then uh, we have Lars Sullivan 
versus John Silver. I've seen this guy, John Silver, at House of Hardcore and at Ring of Honor. Wasn't he part of, like, the Pitbulls or something like that? I mean... I mean, he just a job with uh, the Pitbulls. Uh, um, not the Pitbulls, but... He, the pit huh? Well, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but the guy from the... It was him and the guy from the Rebellion. Yeah, the one that was wearing the... Uh, yeah, it, 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 I was like... I've seen this guy... Well, I went to House of Hardcore shows, and I've seen him a Ring of Honor. So, he just got signed to NXT, I'm guessing? Probably just a jobber deal. Oh, probably so. Well, um... Laura Sullivan beats the fuck out of him. I love Lars Sullivan's entrance of how they make him look like an extremely creepy monster because he, he he looks like a freak of nature. Yeah. And uh, he hits he hits uh, him with the freak accident, wins the match, and then he goes backstage with Commissioner Regal and says that, you know, he wants to his hands on Killian Dame, and then he puts both of them in the United in the North America World Heavyweight Championship match. In the latter match, he said, "Well, I get to destroy, uh, destroy him with these hands and with the ladder." And I was like, "This is shame of the." Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, of course, there's only one spot remaining. Okay, spoiler alert to tell you guys right now. If you guys don't know, it's going to be Ricochet. Did, did did they did they officially announce Ricochet yet? Uh, kinda. I know he's supposed to be debuting like Ricochet coming soon. No, I mean, I mean, like he he had an interview segment. He was walking out of Regal office, and then it was like, it was like, um, he's the final competitor. Ooh, okay. This six man ladder match looks like it's going to steal the fucking show, and then we're supposed to uh get word from Alistair Black, but backstage. Cian Almas is beating up Alistair Black. He got his suit shirt all ripped up. His pants is ripped up. I was like, he's whooping his ass. And then uh, he, he he tries to drown him in a cooler full of uh, ice water. And I'm just like, first of all, am I the only guy who said, this cooler is full of water and a little bit of ice? I'm just like, where are the... You supposed to be putting ice in there to uh, cool the drinks off. I'm just like, that's a lot of water. <laughs> but that's it. You know, probably... You know, the ice probably melted or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, he beats him down up into the ring, and then he lays him out. Uh, was it? He, he slams a, st- a steel chair and uh, onto Black, and uh, he holds up the NXT Championship, and they're, they're putting some heat behind this matchup. And honestly, this is probably number four on my list of matches to be hype about to be honest with you with a stacked card and Man, it, I'm pretty, pretty sure it's gonna still be a good match no no no, no it's, it's gonna be a good match I'm just saying like first of all every match on this thing is gonna be good honestly I kinda think that they messed up a little bit when it came to the women's uh, match cause I really thought that you put um, Kyrie Zane in there cause they, they we've seen this match already we've seen Ember Moon and Shayna Baszler but if they was to add Kyrie Zane to make it a triple threat match that would have been, a... been here though. <laughs> like, they just... I barely even seen Shayna Baszler or Ember Moon on the show. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's like talk. What well, they it had a backstage segment when they was talking to TM61 about losing, and then of course you see uh, Shayna Baszler in the background. And you see Ember Moon, and then they start fighting it out. So, of course, that's what it was going to be. So, 
I mean, I get it. I, like I said, I think this match was still benefited from having Kyrie Zane in it. And I think that would have been like the perfect card. But, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, main event time, we get Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne defeat Sanity. Now, did you see the, all this match? Because I did not get a chance to see the, the rest of this match. I do know that they beat Sanity, but how did the finish go? Um, just cannot remember. I'm pretty sure, I know for sure he hit a he hit a bitter end. I don't know if it was like before or or, or after Roderick Strong did. I forgot. I forgot. Because I, I, I remember him hitting a bitter end. I don't remember... After before that, okay. Uh, so let's I'm see. Well, okay, I'm reading like in, and then like a in the heartache. Well, says, a, after the like flurry that. of the of, of big hits by Strong and Dunn, the Messiah of the Backbreaker tossed Young into Dunn's clutches, allowing the Bruiserweight to c- connect with a uh, variation of bitter and of the bitter end for the win. Strong and Dunn's remarkable run now leads to them next week's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Finals where they prepare to face the Arthurs of Pain in a match that will not only decide the tournament's victors, but also the next challenge for the NXT Tag Team champion, the Champions, the Undisputed Era. I am so upset that Bobby Fish got injured. Me too. I know, man. So, yeah, so that was NXT for this week. Uh, pretty decent show. And now... Uh, Primetime does not have a top five this week, but we're actually going to talk about, uh, like, we're going to have a lot of WrestleMania top fives and stuff like that come for you on next week's podcast. Like, Primetime could do, like, the top five WrestleManias, in his opinion, or WrestleMania matches and things of that nature. We're going to have fun. It's going to be a decent show. So make sure you guys, once again, subscribe on YouTube or make sure you guys listen in to uh, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Hangout, uh, Google Play, I should say, speaker and SoundCloud for all that. So, uh, you ready to get into some rumors? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's get into some rumors. All right, so we don't. I don't have much rumors today, but I do got some ones that that's uh, that, that's uh prominent so remember earlier in the show i was talking to you about the usos yep. so they said there's a rumor saying that they were going to you know ruin the show if they were back on the pre-show which i don't blame them but on the wwe app they listed this match as a tlc match and then quickly took it off okay interesting so there have been reports out there saying that this match could be a TLC match for the Tag Team Championships. That's why I said if the rumor is true and they put it up by accident and they're going to wait another week because we do have one more week of build left and you know this match is going to get some build for to next week, they could announce it as it being a TLC match and then if that's the case, they make the, they make the main show. How do they do it though? What Usos come out there with chairs? Do they come out there with uh, ladders and something? And, like, and, and they're gonna bring out tables. The the best way I can put it is that because if you think about it, you don't want any of these teams to take a pinfall. The Bludgeon Brothers are they are very hot right now. They're strong, but I don't know if they should have the titles just yet. You know what I'm saying? 
Or do you think they just do a normal ladder match? Yeah. Whatever the case may be. I can do a normal ladder match too. But the Usos, they've been so hot and they, they, they have been so great at what they do. It's like, do you take the tag team titles off of them now? And the New Day, it could be there to be the Fall Guys, but the New Day have been, you know, part of the great, one of the greatest tag team rivalries, you know, since the Hardys, Edge and Christian, and the Dudley Boys, uh, with the Usos. So, it's like, who takes the pinfall in the matchup? So, the way you can, you know, not make anybody look weak is if you put them all in a ladder or a TLC match. Now, the way I'm thinking of it is, the Usos and Biggie came out there with cheers on the Bludgeon Brothers. The first, you know, when, when they, they, they teamed up after the beatdown at the fast lane, the Bludgeon Brothers keep getting their malice. These these guys really want revenge on the Bludgeon Brothers. So what I think happens is because they, they they don't need they already exhausted all the match options they can do. They did Biggie and Jimmy versus the Bludgeon Brothers. They did. Uh, Jay versus the Bludgeons. They did the New Day versus the like, There's no more combinations to do, right? So, yeah. next week on SmackDown, have them uh, attack the Bludgeon Brothers because they didn't get their uh, heat back yet. Attack them, and that's when you probably pull out the chairs, you put them through the announcer table, you put them through the table, and then maybe they pull out a ladder, and then Dan Bryan says, hey, at WrestleMania, it's going to be three teams in a TLC match. Now, it's only a rumor. Maybe Vince, you know, every time when if a rumor gets linked, Vince says, ah, fuck it, and then doesn't want to do it at all. So That's the fun rumor, of course. Exactly. So if that's the case, that's why I said that this match is doomed to the pre-show because there's too many matches, and if you look at all the matches, there's no way... They're going to put Rusev on the pre-show because they, they want the Rusev date thing. The only pre-show match that's guaranteed for me is the Andre Giant Memorial Battle Royal, and it's like, and maybe, the, and it's like you don't want to put the cruiserweights on there, but they're going to put the cruiserweights on there. So it's like you don't know what to do. If there's a five-hour show, honestly, you should probably just put all the matches on the main show. But once again, they're gonna run over anyway, so. I, I mean, it don't even have to run over, though. I mean, but, you know, certain matches got to get 20 minutes and certain matches don't. Undertaker and Cena don't need 20 minutes. Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns don't need 20 minutes. The 20-minute matches... Minutes. <laughs> say what? As I say, don't barely need 10 minutes. They don't. The only 20-minute-plus matches need to be AJ Nakamura, Charlotte versus Asuka... And uh, uh, probably a couple more because Shane and Daniel probably can't even go twenty minutes. And Oscar, I mean Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle Triple H, okay, because Triple H that's probably getting like nineteen minutes or twenty minutes. Or Triple H ankle gonna be wrestling the most of the time. You damn skippy. That's what it's, that's what's gonna be. So that match is probably gonna get nineteen twenty minutes. So I'm I'm just saying. So if the rumor is true that they, they automatically took it automatically down when, when it said that but they did last year uh, that match was going to be on the pre-show until they brought them ladders out on Raw and they made it a ladder match right there at the go home episode 
of I was there. <laughs> I was there for that when they turned into a ladder match for the go home show. So that, there's a possibility that that's the way they beat up the Bludgeon Brothers and they call it make it a TLC match, and then that's the way that that match gets on the main card. Actually, I have a, not a rumor really, but you know the, the greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah. They announced they announced the Bar versus the Hardest for the tag team championships. So, so does that mean that the Bar is gonna win? That's what it's looking like because right now Braun Strowman and whoever his partner is probably won't be able to work together. So you probably get like a Samoa Joe or something of that nature. I don't think it's going to be Elias. I don't think there is another rumor saying that Rey Mysterio is being looked at to be his partner. No, he injured. <laughs> oh, t- I, look, I'm just going by what the rumors is, is saying here, and I'm like, no, I'm just, if, if Rey Mysterio was um was healthy, he would have wrestled last week at the New Japan show. But we did get Will Ospreay, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> he did take a bump, at least some kind of bump. Yeah, so. I mean, I, like I said, I don't know who the partner is going to be. Fuck the James Ellsworth thing. Cause I think that that would be really stupid. That it's like that that ship deserves to be pre-show. Or maybe Braun. Braun gets a tag team partner, and then the tag team partner turns on Braun, or Braun turns on the partner. No, it has to be the partner turns on Braun because Braun wants the wants the match. Either that or Braun does go in and go in it alone, and he beats both of them up, and then. Says Curse, you had to have a partner. Your win is invalid. You don't win the, the title. So that way, the bar keeps the titles, and Braun don't look weak. That'd be such a a cop out. Yes. Yeah, bro. I I I feel you on that one. I feel you on that one. Um, another of the rumor that we have here. So you heard about the 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 ending for the Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar match? Uh, I've heard. Wait, wait, wait. Tell me yours. I tell you, you got to say one now. So it's rumors saying that Roman Reigns goes heel with Paul Heyman. That's the way to write off Brock Lesnar after oh, WrestleMania. Okay. I heard a different one. Which one did you hear? I heard the one about Bobby Lashley coming back. Yeah, but see, the thing about Bobby Lashley coming back is I see that happening on the Raw after Mania. That's how they usually do it. So I say the Raw after Mania is when Bobby Lashley will come back. And uh, then you can have Roman Reigns turn heel on Lesnar and, and go with Paul Heyman. And that way Paul Heyman sits with a job and then Lesnar leaves. It, it'd be like the same thing they did with Big Show at Survivor Series 2002. So, yeah, but I don't know if I would like a face Lashley if he was to come back and face Reigns. Oh, face Lashley? Why not? Because he's so much better as a heel. I mean, so I, mean I do agree with that, but I'm just saying, but Roman Reigns, uh, you know what? I don't know. It all depends on the plan. Vince likes Lashley, so. Like, for example, he was going into a championship match with EC3. And, and, and you know, like, he was the champion, so they called EC3 name first. He spears EC3. He's like, nah, he called my name first. It's like little, little stuff like that. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, one of uh, the big rumor I heard though was so you, you so the rumors having that Cena is mad at the WWE because of the Rock. What about why? 
Okay, so hear this out. Since you know we got these, you got these Hollywood icons and egos going on now. So here's the thing: WWE has been trying to get The Rock to do the match with Ronda Rousey, right? And The Rock cannot do it because you know he's he got these movie rights that he has to do, so he can't get himself injured like he did at WrestleMania 29. So they put Kring on his place. Say what? Which is all Cena's fault? Yeah. Okay. And then so. Uh, after that, they're saying, well, why, they want The Rock to have, like, a The Rock concert with Elias. But The Rock has to go tour in Europe for Rampage that comes out a week after WrestleMania because he had to move his date up because the Avengers moved their date up. So he has to go do all this promotional stuff for in Europe for the movie. So the only way WWE can get... um. The Rock to do like the, the concert or whatever capacity that they want to do because The Rock wants to be at WrestleMania, but he's caught up in all these damn contracts because he stays so fucking busy. Is that they had to promote Rampage during WrestleMania because that way it can, he, they can still get some of those promote promotional camera time that he's going to miss by trying to be at Europe. John Cena, on the other hand, is just like, hold on, you trying to promote. A movie that comes out a week after my my movie just came out this weekend. Oh, well, not this weekend, the following weekend. So he wants them to promote his movie in blockers. They promote his movie on the network, though. I, bro, I'm reading. Look, I this, this is Hollywood no, ego I'm, right here. I'm saying that hindsight, they, I didn't even know that they was gonna promote that movie because of what it's about. But well, they actually promoted it on the network. Exactly. So. Now, that's why I say it's only a rumor. It's probably not. It's probably you know smoking mirrors. It's probably nothing that serious. They just want somebody to talk about it and shit of that nature. But honestly, I'm just like okay, whatever. I'm just saying because I mean I heard Blockers was pretty good actually. I mean I'm pretty sure it's gonna be funny just cut by the commercials, but uh, I have to check it out. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out. But I'm just saying, but you know Rampage is like the rocks the action star, so I definitely see Rampage. Um, doing that so it, like I said it all depends will The Rock be there who knows but I'm uh, curious to see it myself so well right now those are all the rumors I had unless you had any other rumors you wanted to add to it that's all the rumors I had okay well then oh yes like I said quick oh, shit actually actually my bad it's not a rumor it's more like news okay uh, Cody Rhodes says that he's going to retire the current Bullet Club logo and make a new one Okay, I'm curious to see what that's going to be like. Yeah, but he got he got so much backlash from all the fans from that. I mean, I, I, I like the Bullet Club logo. Yeah, but he was like, you know, change comes, you got to change. And that Bullet Club logo was there since Valor mm. created it. So I guess he wants to have like a new look since it's like a new era Bullet Club. I, I guess so, but I guess people are more mad because Cody ain't an original member. It'd be different if the Young Bucks probably did it or Kenny Omega, but not Cody. That's the story. That's, I'm thinking that's the story, though. Okay. He makes his own look when they have, like, Bullet Club A and Bullet Club B, like, like NWO. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I got you. So, they I are... Think, like, uh, I think that actually splits. Like, they already kind of split now, but I think that's what actually splits when they have different logos. Oh, and by the way, this is probably going to be the only time I really give them credit. I think... The Young Bucks versus 
Golden Lovers. Golden Lovers, yeah. Was probably one of the best Young Bucks matches I've seen. Yeah. yeah. No, but especially, especially this one because they had good storytelling, especially with Matt and his back. Yeah. <laughs> They, they finally did good. I, I was like, I don't understand the whole story between them and Kenny Omega. Like, why did Kenny Omega didn't want to give him the one-wing angel? He's like, just do it. Fuck it. And, like... like they're best friends, and they're having a crisis in the Bullet Club. That's fine. Yeah, okay, whatever to say. Well, then, nigga, don't fight. Scoop. My bad. Don't <laughs> fight him. <laughs> got, got, got me riled up for a minute. Um, it's not their fault. It's the Young Bucks' fault. That's, that's the point. Yeah. See, okay... I don't know if you know about the... They have like a, a junior tag division, which is more like the cruiserweights, and then they have a heavyweight tag division. Yeah. The Young Bucks basically retired from the cruiserweight division and went up to the heavyweight division, which the Golden Lovers are in. And it was like, well, since y'all think y'all are the best tag team, we can beat y'all. And then they had some drama in between the Bullet Club, so that's what kind of got this tension and interrosity, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Animosity. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> I say interrosity. Animosity. Well, okay. I mean, like, look. So, uh, it's cool. But, like I said, if you want to change it, it's cool. I mean, I'm probably going to look at that match at Supercard. Was it Supercard of Honor is called? Yeah. That's at WrestleMania weekend. Uh, Cody versus Omega and Dalton Castle versus Marty Scrawl is probably the only two I'm actually interested in. Yeah, I mean now that should be the Young Bucks and Flip Gordon should really be a decent match, but because versus this new Triple X, I mean we we had to say that that's on Friday night, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that may be on Friday night. What'd you say? I say yeah. I think that may be on Friday night. Well, that's it for the rumor. So, time for our last segment of the show. We're going to get into emails. How do you send the email into us, guys? You go if you're listening to our YouTube, go to our about, about tab where you have the our email address at the real nerd coalition at gmail.com. If you listen, like I said, if you're listening on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Speaker, make sure you guys go to the email and type in the real nerd coalition at gmail.com all lowercase so you guys can get and put in the subject uh, tab wrestling topic so we know that this is a topic for the podcast so now we have uh, one email so you know what I'm saying look hey we, you gotta start small so one email this week from the last place winners he comments a lot on a lot of our videos so I'm curious so he says are you, are you ready? I'm ready. Dearest nerds, uh, wherever you are, I hope this email finds you. First, congrats on making it to the podcast services. I appreciate that. It's a lot easier downloading and listening on my commute to and from work. I'm like, I have a list of questions that I hope you would answer. Thank you. So I'm not going to answer all his questions 
uh, out there last response, but I will answer one of your questions. And I, I think I'm, he has a lot of questions here. So I think I'm going to answer one a week and then hopefully more people will email in and we can get all the emails out the way. So he says here, one the first question, as a noob in wrestling, I grew up watching the Attitude Era, which a lot of people did. What pay-per-view events or matches would you recommend I watch to get back into it? If you want to get back into wrestling. Thank you for your email, Last Place Winners. I think that's a damn good question. Don't you agree, Primetime? Yeah, that's a good question. Okay. So, what are some of the events or pay-per-views that you would recommend he watch to get back into wrestling since he's only been probably watching during the action area. And once again, you got to take consideration. A lot of people, when they watch the action area, that means they watch SmackDown or UPN. And uh, uh, sometimes on Raw, but they didn't watch all the pay-per-views. I know that's like when you watch some pay-per-views sometimes. Okay, so what are some events or pay-per-views that, that you would recommend for him to watch? Okay, due to some um, issues that we're having over here, uh, Primetime had to uh, leave immediately. So um, I apologize for any inconvenience about that. He had to, he had to go take care of some business. So it's his business is personal for not for me to you know display to the whole world. So I'm here by myself for the last segment for the email questions that was here placed by the last place winners. So I will continue on the email, and he says. Once again, for those who are uh, probably missed it or anything, as a noob of wrestling, I grew up watching the attitude there. What pay per view events or matches would you recommend I watch to get back into it? So, there's a lot of things, um, last place winners, I think that you would be very interested in that will get back into wrestling. One of them, I have to say, if you want to go by events and things, the CM Punk Pipe Bomb from 2011, which uh, it was on a uh, Raw Roulette show that they used to do. Back uh, in the in the early 2000s of Raw, where they went to Vegas, spin the wheel, and each match had stipulation and stuff like that. So, CM Punk cut a pipe bomb, which is a shoot promo. A shoot promo, for, for if you may not be aware of it, is a promo where you are breaking the fourth wall. You're telling the truth about the business. And CM Punk exposed a lot of things that he was feeling about the business at that time, which a lot of people knew about, but nobody really even talked like it talked like that. And it propelled him to the next uh the next level basically and the storyline following right after that was money in the bank 2011 so i recommend definitely checking out money in the bank 2011 they had the whole storyline that followed right after the pop bomb uh, pipe bomb with cena and cm punk this is also the birth of the hall of pain which is mark henry's greatest run that he's ever had his career this is when he takes out the big show. And then he had uh, a very good Money in the Bank ladder match. So Money in the Bank 2011 is uh, one I would definitely uh, recommend that you check out. WrestleMania 30. Uh, if you're a fan of Attitude Era, then you know about the Undertaker streak. And WrestleMania 30 is when the streak ends. We get a great opening segment with Stone Cold, The Rock, and Hulk Hogan. Which is about thirty minutes long, and uh, but it was a good segment to start off. We had a great main main uh, main event, which is a whole storyline from Daniel Bryan going leading all the way up to him winning the championship. That was a uh, a really decent moment. 
Now, if you now once again, I don't know. You didn't put in the email if you used to watch the pay per views back during the Attitude Era or not. But there are some Attitude Era pay per views that you can check out that are really good, such as Judgment Day 2000, when the Undertaker finally makes his return, which is the birth of the American Badass Undertaker. You also have SummerSlam 2000, which I thought was really good, along with Unforgiven 2000 and Royal Rumble 2002. A lot of the 2000 pay per views are good. Minus WrestleMania, believe it or not, you would think that would probably be the best one, but it really wasn't. WrestleMania 17 or WrestleMania X7, which they have dubbed as the greatest WrestleMania of all time. Now, not just saying this though, but WrestleMania 34 can give it a run for its money also. But WrestleMania X7 was another good one I would recommend. That that was they as they call it the greatest WrestleMania ever. So that that was also that attitude error. Um thing as well survivor series 2003 was one of my personal favorites also that was the actual end of the american badass undertaker you put it to an end that was team austin versus team bischoff survivor series match that was uh the birth of the face john cena he was dug in the house at the time but this was uh him finally becoming you know the, the good face John Cena he finally stopped becoming a heel and became a face and he's been a face or a good guy ever since and if I could think of some more off the top of my head while well, I'm, I'm thinking also than the ones that I have uh, written down as well all the King of the Rings are usually good I actually missed the King of the Ring pay-per-views and I wish they would bring those back SummerSlam 2002 another good uh one you you can definitely check out. Summer Sam 2002 was a good one as well. So those are some of the pair of views I would uh, recommend some of the events. Oh, Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker from WrestleMania 25. Great match. If you're talking about just matches, WrestleMania 25 was kind of forgettable to some people. I enjoyed it, but for a lot of people, it was kind of forgettable. But that match right there is really, really what uh, helped, you know, propel it for me. That was the I like that one better than their WrestleMania 26 match. Some people did like their WrestleMania 26 match better. It and I'm saying it, it's all your cup of tea, no matter what the case may be. WrestleMania 28, once in a lifetime, The Rock versus Cena for the first time. That match was better than their second one. And of course, you had the end of an era between since you're an Attitude Era fan, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and Undertaker was the end of the era for that one. And also NXT. Not the 2010 NXT. I'm talking about 2012-13. That's that first season of NXT, then the birth of the Four Horsewomen and stuff. Those NXT takeovers were really, really good pay-per-views right there. And I recommend you guys you check them out. But that's for emails, guys. So once again, how you guys send an email into me at No Game We've Seen It Wrestling Podcast is that you go to uh, the About tab if you're on YouTube, but also type in the email, the real. Nerd Coalition at gmail.com. That's the real Nerd Coalition at gmail.com. All lowercase in the subject line. Type in wrestling topics so I know uh, that is for the wrestling uh, podcast. And also type in nerd topic. It's for the Nerd Gasm Talk podcast as well. So I appreciate you guys hanging out with us. I know it was like a little, sh- I said it was short, but it was kind of a little unorganized. I didn't do no Raw and SmackDown reviews this week for you guys, but I will be back to do those go home shows for you because we're going to do the previews and predictions next week. So make sure you stay tuned for that. If you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button to make sure you get that podcast next week. Make sure you also 
listen to us on Stitcher. If you have Android, iTunes. If you have uh, an iPhone, make sure Google Google Play as well, SoundCloud, and on Speaker. And we're also on Spacious Productions, our collaborators, their website. So make sure you guys check that out with their link being in the description box below. And that's our show for you guys today. So uh, I hope you guys have a great weekend. Happy Easter. To everybody out there who does celebrate Easter out there. And uh, like I said, I'm recording the show on Saturday. So by the time you guys listen to the show, I'm probably in church or something like that. So make sure you guys uh, enjoy your weekend no matter what the case may be. And I will see you guys next week if uh, to do the WrestleMania and NXT predictions. So once again, this is NC and Place to Be. Chum Chum and D. And the PRIME Primetime who had to go. So uh, once again, the Nerd Coalition is out. And QFlow, wherever you are at, take us out. like to remind you that the world as we know it would not exist without the number zero. Which is why, at Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew Zero Sugar possible. Even with no sugar, it packs all of the bold citrus kick Dew Nation knows and loves. It's so good, you have no reason not to try it. As in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's zero sugar. All Dew.